I'm Bridget Fettersey, and this is your Dumpster Fire for the weeks of May 2nd to May 15th. I nailed it. And the unicorns dance while the world burns, world burns, world burns. Well, 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 we all didn't die by Chinese rocket booster re-emerging into our atmosphere, and I hope everybody had a happy birthing person's day. That's no. basically all we missed. <laughs> I had a happy Mother's Day! <laughs> Women! <laughs> we have a lot to get through because this week was actually quite a news-oriented week. So let's do this. And since some people get their news from us, we're going to do our best <laughs> to explain to you why it's like the 1970s all over again. Old and chief. Mr. President, Mr. President, a week ago, Dr. Fauci said that it would be until maybe next Mother's Day that we didn't need any masks. What exactly has changed? in the past week. You guys are bad. I'm not supposed to be answering all these questions. I'm supposed to leave. I'll tell you what's changed. It's inflation, war in the Middle East, gas shortages, horrible jobs reports, and this is why the CDC needed to lift the mask mandate this week. Oh, magic. Yeah. Literally nothing has changed in the three months since we've been getting vaccinated. No science, nothing, not at all. But the Center for Democratic Communism decided to lift the mandate and say, we are free to go certain places without masks anymore. I don't think that's what the CDC stands for, Bridget. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think it is. I was all for it. (laughs) Of course. The average person has been screaming this for three months. I feel like the government is always very late to catch up to what normies on the ground know. Yes. And then they wonder why we don't trust them. Why would we trust you? Because they're like, we'll follow the science. We'll follow the science. And then the CDC comes out and says, okay, we don't need masks in certain places. And then these governors of certain Democratic states are like, actually, we're still keeping masks, the mask mandate. Yeah. Nothing to do with science. It's just power. It's just power and controlling us. It's vaxxed or masked. It like broke everyone's brains this week and it was so fun to watch and we'll get into more of that later. But it was it's so funny to watch now the people who are wearing masks are the anti-science people suddenly like overnight. Uh I mean, talk about narrative whiplash. So now if you don't have a mask, you're basically signaling your virtue of being vaccinated. And if you do have a mask, you are saying I haven't been vaccinated. But then now there are people who have been vaccinated that are still saying, oh, no, I'm going to keep on my mask. Yeah, they're psychopaths. I mean, I get it. I understand. I try to have compassion for everybody in their fear to a certain point. But at what point do you say you believe the science and actually live by that? Mm-hmm. If you believe what the science is telling us, you're fine. And some people like are vaccinated and immune compromised. And it's yeah, still I get it. They wear the masks and all that stuff. Yeah, but it is just that they have encountered plenty of people who are vaccinated and still super paranoid. And it's just like, why understand Mm -hmm. yeah the science tells you you don't need to be (laughs) you can just be dancing naked in the streets right now (laughs) with your vaccine i'm gonna be (laughs) putting my badge out now that i'm vaxxed out you're gonna be just hot girl summering all the day long they're hitting the vaccine wall and now they're basically begging and doing whatever they can to get people to get the vaccine some i think jersey's giving away free beer i think it might be jersey and ohio is giving away one million dollars a week for five weeks in a lotto of five million dollar surplus from their 
COVID relief money. Doesn't it seem like it would make more sense to give out like $100,000 to 10 people over the course of a week and up the odds yeah. than 1 million? If I get multiple shots, do I get multiple shots at this money? Like, is it like the lotto? Ooh. Do I get to, I'm like, I got the AstraZeneca and I got co. I got the whatever, Moderna and you Pfizer. You know someone out there is going to be getting all of the COVID Trying. Vaccine. There is one woman who accidentally got shot up with six doses. I don't know what accidentally? happened. Accidentally? How do you do that? I don't know. Ask her nurse. It's baffling to me that you're just going to take taxpayer money and give it away. Yeah. Is that even legal? Is it too late for me to move to Ohio? <laughs> Ohio, here I come. Imagine being in New York and all you're getting is a side of fries. <laughs> you're saying I could get this? These delicious fries? Wait a minute. But there's also a, a burger element to this? Or here, get a Krispy Kreme donut. <laughs> Krispy Kreme donuts. It does feel like a little bit like, uh, come here, little kid. I have some candy in the van, especially like the promotions they're doing for the young adults and the teens. Oh. It does have a very creepy like, I've got some candy. Come see my van. <laughs> Poke you with this come little stick. Ew, Sam. <laughs> Sam is the dirtiest one of all. And then we have yet another creepy pro-vaccine video. <gasps> It's vaccination day! For months I have been waiting for this day For the first time in forever I might get to kiss a girl It's been a long time. Maggie was like, that guy's not kissing a girl. <laughs> no, why not just own it and be like, I'm gonna go kiss some boys. <laughs> but he's like, I get to go kiss a girl! <laughs> You're not kissing a girl. Then we have Infrastructure Week. Every week is infrastructure week because America is crumbling. And a gas pipeline was attacked by ransomware and fear of a shortage caused a shortage. What's insane is that they paid the fucking hackers $5 million in Bitcoin or some shit. You're not supposed to negotiate with terrorists. This is our infrastructure. <laughs> we need some perspective on this from someone who knows something about this. I'm going to get an expert in here. Am I an expert in infrastructure because I'm a man? <laughs> Can you explain why our infrastructure is so weak and easy to hack? It's not. Oh, it's not weak. Just because someone could hack something doesn't mean it's weak. Maybe they're just really good at hacking. Is it true that it was Eastern Europeans? Well, we are a malevolent bunch. <laughs> yeah. This is why I brought you in. We don't this. call it hacking. We call it exploring. <laughs> I heard it was Russians, but then they said, no, it's definitely not the Russians. Uh, so now the, I think the it's first, absolutely the Russians. For the, for the first time in history, it's not the Russians. <laughs> no, I think when they were no, like, no, it's them, not the Russians. Yeah, so it's clearly the Russians. It's obviously the Russians. When people talk about hacking in the media, they use that word to use to mean completely different things. Let right. me give you one example. Dan Savage had a contest because he wanted to make fun of Senator Rick Santorum, who he regarded as homophobic. And he said, what should the word Santorum refer to, right? And they decided that it's, it should refer to the mixture of, like, poop and semen after <laughs> two men have sex. So that he redefined Santorum to mean that. People started using that term. So if you Google Santorum, due to frequency of use, mm. that became the top result. And then the article said, oh, Dan Savage hacked Google. Oh. He didn't hack Google. He exploited Google's right. system. 
Um, so and another example of hacking is during the WikiLeaks stuff, like someone on the Clinton team was like sent an email that says, hey, do you want bigger boners? And he's like, okay. <laughs> and by, that's called phishing, right? right? And when he clicked on that, they got all his data. But even that's not hacking like you're thinking the movies right. with someone sitting there. So I don't know the process here, but the word is used. They're being very tight-lipped about it. Yeah. And I also would say if they're paying them and admitting publicly to paying them, something's not adding up because I can see them paying them and saying, here's the deal. We'll pay you, but publicly we'll say we caught you. Right. And they're like, fine, give us the money. I don't care. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Weird. Yeah. Something's not adding up. No, it's, it was weird. Just even like the, the last election. <laughs> just like. Yeah. <laughs> you know what they're saying on the conspiracy corner? Yes. Tell us, Sam. Well, our globalist darling Klaus Schwab. <laughs> Yes, your favorite person. Yeah, he talks about a cyber pandemic. Oh, so they're just laying the groundwork. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt our society as a whole, potential cyber pandemic. The weirdest thing was the uh, government being like, oh, this is a private company thing. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, "Not our problem." You know, it's, just, it's like Liam Neeson calls the cops. It's like, sounds like a you problem. <laughs> we, we, we can't go around policing our neighborhoods. It seems I'm like this seems like something the government would care about. Well, listen, you all say all the gas from freaking Atlanta Airport. It was jet fuel. You defund the cops. This is what happens. Yeah, our, yeah. our infrastructure is completely hacked and destroyed. How do we function? The thing that drove me crazy about this was there was this one picture that went viral and it was of a couple and they were loading gasoline. They were hoarding gasoline. We don't know who this couple was. It was just a picture that became the face of the gas shortage and people hoarding it. And then fine, whatever. Everyone's going to dunk on them. I saw people saying, oh, these Trump supporters, I hope their car starts on fire, the usual. But then journalists started passing it around. And this one guy was like, this is the face of the future of the middle class hoarding resources when we're running out. I'm like, this is a creative writing exercise. This is not journalism. You made up a story about a picture. You don't know anything about these people. You never talked to them. You never interviewed them. And it was a whole long thread that it was literally just creative writing. I don't think it's creative at all. I, I think it's just propaganda and they're getting people primed to the idea that if someone has too much stuff, whether it's money or houses or whatever, or meat. it's or meat, it's appropriate for the government to come in and make it equitable. Mm. So they're priming the pump. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Things no. just got real dark real fast. But We're going to white pill, people. And that <laughs> is a white pill. Knowing in, from, what's a red pill? Knowing what's coming ahead and getting your ducks in a row now is enormously optimistic because yeah. you're like, I know what's coming. It's a lot, you know this from recovery. Yeah. It's a lot scarier where like you have to deal with some ominous unknown than be like, okay, I got to fight a seven foot tall dude. Right. Like it, as opposed to like a demon. I just hate how we're also being conditioned to dehumanize other people. Like oh, those people are the scum. They are well, the scum. <laughs> the people the scum. hoarding? No, not the people hoarding, but there's That's plenty of people they're who are trying. scum. They're just dehumanizing. The... It's not dehumanizing if you're not human to begin with, right? That's just identifying. That's I... transhumanism. You're getting the robot microchip part wrong. This is a time for us to tell you to like, subscribe, comment, touch my bells. and Your bowels? <laughs> Bells. Oh, jeez. I'm, I'm like, like <laughs> all right, here we go. This prostate's invisible. I can't find it at all. Touch my bowel, bowels and buttons <laughs> and your buttons. 
Touch our bells and buttons. You're not touching my button. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's Money printer goes burr. U.S. inflation rises more than forecast, hits 4.2% in April. I was assured that this was not going to be a problem. Yeah, you know what this reminds me of? Like, there was some, this is one of those anecdotal stories that everyone knows someone that this happened to. <laughs> like, someone I went to college with, my teacher was telling us that he had a former student who was like a rich kid, right? And she couldn't understand how she had run out of money because she still had more checks. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a logic to it, right? So I think people really like don't understand why, like, okay, if a lot of people are broke, why mm-hmm. just print more money and hand it to them? Mm-hmm. Well, money is a measure of value, right? So at a certain point, the more dollars in circulation, the less value each dollar holds. It's like going from a foot being 12 inches uh, to a foot being a respectable five inches. <laughs> <laughs> You're still calling it a foot, but it's me- it's containing much more uh, um, length in that case. Same thing with a dollar. Right now, a dollar could be the equivalent of a quart of milk. But with infl- when you start making more and more dollars, then there's less of a demand and more of a supply. The value it holds is going to be maybe a half a, uh, a quart of What's milk. your white pill take on the inflation problem? It's going to s- segregate a lot of the good people from the bad people <laughs> because the bad people are going to stick with trusting the government and what they refer to as fiat currency. There's nothing backing the U.S. dollar except for right. our faith in it. And the smart, the good people that we like are going to start using crypto, which is something the government cannot control. I put it all in dog money, dog money, dog money. I put it all in dog money. I'm putting it all in dog money. I'm putting my whole savings in dog money. <laughs> yeah, all of it. <laughs> all, every penny. My Every useless so that, that, penny. That's a good thing, but it's something to be extremely concerned about. And here's why people should be extremely concerned. Inflation is something that hurts the poor far more than anyone else. Yeah. If, you know, someone who has 100 grand in the bank, now they effectively have 50 grand in the bank. Okay, it sucks, but whatever. If I have 100 bucks yeah. and now I have 50... That really is a major difference. So it's it disproportionately targets poor people, especially those on fixed incomes. And these people are absolute And scum. the elderly. And the elderly, yes. Yeah. And it's the kind of thing where then you blame businesses because here's the thing. If my dollar buys less and that means the price of the milk is going up, it's at first glance, it's going to be the milk guy's fault. Right. right? Oh, why are you jacking up prices? But his prices are going up. Right. Right. And, and it's more that his, the value of his dollar is going down. You see this all in the restaurant industry. The people will be like, we need to give them a living wage and pay them more. And then the companies say, okay, we will. But food prices are also going up and we already exist on razor thin margins. And then in the Yelp reviews, it's like, this is not worth the money. Too expensive. Like, you can ask for this. Well, the other thing that's evil is that this is because the IRS, when people are servers, they get paid in cash. Always tip in cash because otherwise... 40, I was a server. Yeah, 40% of that <laughs> money goes to the government. This way they don't yeah. report it. They can't have it that anyone is outside uh, the vampire state. So that's the real problem. They don't want people who are waiters to have cash and be kind of independent. It's really despicable. As if we haven't had enough of an assault on servers in the last year. I know. In the service industry. <laughs> they take it up the bum. It's just horrible. It is horrible. Part of the and working man. There was a big narrative whiplash too with the job report. So they went from saying, we're going to have a million jobs, 800,000 to a million. And then this horrible job report came out that said, oh, we just, it was only 260,000. Yeah. How do you make a mistake that that, that's that bad and when you make the mistake the other direction be like we lost a million jobs oh did i say lost we gained two hundred thousand. Oh oh my god he's genius it's you always would want to be more conservative well and then they went from saying we have no evidence 
to to suggest that people are not working because they're getting more unemployment in like one day to get your ass to work or taking away your unemployment and take whatever job that you can get. So there's this narrative whiplash that happens constantly. And I feel like people are, it's breaking people's brains. We want their brains to be broken to to the extent that they realize this is propaganda and you can't take what they say straight. But what happens to the people who don't realize this? (laughs) I I mean, there's no hope for them anyway. (laughs) We're trained since kindergarten to look at corporate media as like, maybe they're a little bit biased, but they're going to be, at the end of the day, they're going to be telling the truth or Mm -hmm. or at least some version of it. It's really hard to swallow uh, as an adult that they brazenly lie. And here's how you know they're lying and not just making mistakes. Because all these reporters who put out things that are completely untrue and then later it's revealed to be untrue, they're never fired. No. There's no consequences for that. No. So it's kind of like, okay, if you really cared, like if you were working for me as a salesperson and you said this car does this and it doesn't, I'm not going to be like, well, what's she going to do? I'm going to make sure to fire you and publicly be like, you know, make you the fall guy to try to have my reputation saved. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, it's crazy. And there's no accountability and the news cycle moves so fast. Nobody ever has to really hold themselves account we get nervous on this show because we're like oh my god we're <laughs> we made a mistake you know we're always making mistakes because we're not a news show right and we don't know anything we don't even read half the articles <laughs> we cover How- <laughs> i don't even speak we're English. at headlines show. look at this set <laughs> i love this set i mean it is the it is the the common man here we'll have a news article or like no one read it <laughs> But here's what we think it says. Here's my music reaction to a tweet I saw of a headline someone screen yeah. Michael's an elitist, and this is him just hanging out with the pores. Yeah. This is my community service. Yeah. This is like Elon Musk He's getting his sharing hours memes to on make Twitter. sure the pores don't come for him. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like you and me. All right. Well, speaking of your nemesis, he's at it again. Tesla and Bitcoin part ways. Yeah. I heard that. <laughs> I mean, I just think it's funny that the nerd king just outraged all the nerds and they turned on him instantly. Well, there's two schools of thought on this, right, <clears throat> about the Bitcoin school. One is Bitcoin maximalists who are like, if crypto is going to work, it has to be Bitcoin. And there's several reasons they give for that, which I am um, i can't tell you, not because I don't know, but because it's confidential, see? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we need people to understand that it shouldn't all be Bitcoin, that there's other opportunities and distribute the risk in the sense of like, if they somehow managed to take down bitcoin you still invest in other places but it's what is it based on it's not what is what based on? i mean it just there's no it can be worth one thing one day and another thing another day that's so, the function of all that's, money yeah but the dollar you know is generally like you can get something for a dollar yeah but you the dollar right now is the best currency in the world right, right. it's the most stable but given what happened last year it's not a, and we in the in before Reagan in the eighties, you know, we had a, a double digit inflation yeah. and, and, and many times in the past. So it's not at all a given that this won't happen again. Yeah, yeah. Well, why did he break from them? Because he because of the environmental risk? This doesn't make any sense. I don't understand how mining digital currency has real environmental consequences. Okay, that I can tell you. Uh, first of all, it's a bit of it is not accurate. It's just you're, you, whenever something is bad that the corporate press doesn't want you to like, it's either racist or bad for the environment. Right? <laughs> Global warming. The other. Global so warming. It's, it's and they're gonna argue that Bitcoin's racist because it's disproportionately held by white nerds. But like, okay, so they 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 had two choices. It's like the button, racist or global warming. They're like, oh, let's try this one. Didn't work, but well, I guess it's racist. Um, when you're having any kind of transaction with Bitcoin and the the network. 
that takes electricity. And the way to mine Bitcoin is it's basically an algorithm. <laughs> but what are you mining? How? Where are <laughs> okay. these mines? I will, okay. Let me try to say it, speak it in a way that people who watch Lifetime can understand <laughs> on the Hallmark Channel. So basically how Bitcoin is generated is there is a mathematical formula, an algorithm, right? And your computer has to run this formula. The more times a successful answer has been achieved, the less remaining su possible successful answers there are. Uh... So that means it's going to get harder and harder to find that answer as more and more Bitcoins are mined. So that means the computer has to run longer and use more electricity. So okay. it's an algorithm. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, Thank that does you. make sense. That explains. And the more Bitcoins that are out there and the more people are exchanging them, each of those exchanges takes electricity. And since it grows exponentially, they're saying, well, if we keep this up, at a certain point, all the electricity on Earth is going to have to use Bitcoin. What they don't understand is like saying, well, if you have, you know, more houses, then they're going to need more electricity and therefore blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, this is a concern. And at a certain point, if the cost of Bitcoin becomes more expensive than the benefit, people aren't going to mine it. So right. we're nowhere near the cost where we're running out of electricity. Well, okay. I actually... I, you know, it's funny, given all my friends and the circles I travel in, like I came in thinking, I don't know anything about Bitcoin, but like compared to like normal people, I know like everything. But when you sit down with them, they're just like... Okay, here's your dunce cap. Go sit in the corner, Alex. Let us explain it to you. And here you're our, like, expert on yeah, the subject. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's next? California. Bro. What do you think since you've been here? Uh, I, you know, do you know Jesse Kelly? Have you had him on? Yeah, I, of course. I, I absolutely adore him. Uh, he is one of the best on the right because he's big on going for offense, right? Yeah, he's very big on that. And his whole point is, like, look... We spent, everyone now has an opinion on defunding the police. Like, this is something that you would have thought is just a complete lunatic idea. Mm -hmm. But everyone now has discussed it and thought about it. And done it in and, some cases. Done, well, I don't think they actually have, have they? I mean, they do, and then they end up refunding, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> refund the yeah, police. Yeah, yeah. So his point is Republicans need to start going on offense and have Democrats be reacting to crazy Republican ideas. And I said, yeah, you should have, we should have someone in the Senate pass a bill or try to, even though it's going to be DOA, to expel California from the union. <laughs> Let's ha start having those kind of conversations uh -huh. instead of talking about, you know, no one's going to go to jail for even if they're a murderer. Uh -huh. There's a lot of crazy. But I think the worst part is that there does not seem to be any mechanism or path for this to change. If Caitlyn Jenner campaigns on hit and running Gavin Newsom, I think she'll get elected <laughs> with 100% vote. Have you seen his Twitter, though? He's It's it's like an Oprah show. He's like, you get your rent paid. You get your parking tickets paid. Suddenly, he's paying for everything. He's cleaning everything up. Right, here's my answer <laughs> to that problem. Let me see. They were expecting a $54 billion deficit, and now we suddenly have a $76 billion surplus. Oh. This is what happens when you stop teaching math. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where is all this money coming from if, well, if they, businesses are shut down? So they the think federal government? they think it's from selling stocks. Um, there was like a windfall from taxes that they weren't expecting. We got ninety three point one billion dollars from the federal government. Okay, Thank you, you America. Yeah, um, <laughs> garbage. And I don't even know. We have a hundred billion dollar unsecured pension problem, which doesn't seem to get included in any of this. Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. Gavin's scared and he's paying us all off. So okay, I'm all well, for you, it. Take it. He take hasn't it paid me off. Well, no, because we're in this shitty middle class where we actually paid our rent and didn't like just get extra money the whole time and kept our jobs. Mm -hmm. And so we get nothing. 
we just kind of get the, the middle class the always get yeah. screwed. Yeah, it's not just the paying the taxes. It's just I mean to sound like a you know Karen, but it is quality of life. It that's is the Karen. fact that you can't. Yeah, I saw the <laughs> fact that you can't walk your dog and you have to yeah. live in fear. That you know that that's that stuff's no minor thing. No, no, that's the biggest. <laughs> thing. I could wrap my head around like higher taxes if like the neighborhoods are safe, kids can go to school, and you know, yeah. services being provided. It's like okay, we're cleaning up this mess. We're, revi- we're roads we're the dream are good. Of, the yeah, dream of California, mm-hmm. and it's just like no. Well, I did see a video of Gavin carrying a mattress and cleaning up. Governor Gavin Newsom picks up trash near downtown LA. You see lives shattered. You see needles. All of my fears are gone. And that mattress's <laughs> name was Kamala Harris. Get out of here. <laughs> Capitalism always wins. I have a lot of questions about this. and stacks and stacks and stacks <laughs> someone gave that kid my stack of cash dumpster fire for president linwood is a lunatic donald j trump is still the guy the military will call for the code if they need a first strike joe biden is not the president of the United States. there was something in his talk that i don't think many people picked up on where he mentioned powers and principalities. This isn't about Trump, and this isn't about the flesh, this is about God, this is about powers and principalities. So there's seven or nine ranks of angels, and it goes angels, archangels, powers, principalities, like cherubim, seraphim, and there's like another one. Uh, so this is some kind of weird, like, crypto Bible reference. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of kind of, in this space, a lot of this kind of deconstructing Bible code things and thinking it's end times and like the constitution is God's uh-huh. will and so on and so forth. I think every election is illegitimate. I think every voter is a fraud. I don't believe in democracy. I think if you hate Donald Trump, there's no reason for him to be your president. If you think Joe Biden craps his pants, there's no reason to regard him as the president either. Just because something is popular with a lot of people has no bearing on my life and my freedom. And I think the Republican Party has historically only done well when they've gone like full loon. <laughs> right? So like in 2016, they're like, okay, we're going, we're, we're all in. They're leaning in. They took all the bottles of all the pills, <laughs> like the yeah. red pills, the crazy pills, the sane pills. It's all in them. And it, they won. Yeah. So it also happened in 94 and it happened. But it did, they didn't win in 2020 and they leaned into the crazy. I don't think they leaned into it that much. Oh, as much you think as they, they did tried to dial it back? Which is crazier to you? Donald Trump getting elected or Donald Trump getting reelected, right? Mm. So I think that there's, there's, it's whatever. There, there's, the theory doesn't hold all the time across the board. I think at a certain point, the cost is higher than the benefit and this alienates a lot of people, but I don't care about the Republican Party. So I'm fine. Yeah, with that. yeah. I don't either. That's why people always give a shit. They're like, you never talk about the Republican Party. I'm like, because they're done to, like, who cares? Also, the entire media is doing that. Like, why do I need to occupy that lane at all? Oh, hey, you got, it's like with you and Glenn Beck. Hey, Glenn, did you hear Mitch McConnell's (laughs) basically a crook? Really? Yeah. Did you know about this? He doesn't care about Kentucky. He's just a con artist. You don't say. (laughs) Really? I had no idea. I feel like they keep trying to make Marjorie Taylor Greene a thing because they need that crazy. Right. And she's crazy. Yeah, she is. Bad She's crazy. But she doesn't have enough power to, like, be a thing. I got to tell you, if I have to choose between Marjorie Taylor Greene and Liz Cheney, it's not going to be a hard choice. 
It's going to be Marjorie Taylor Of course, Green. because Marjorie Taylor Greene is insane, but she's not insane that, uh, like, I get off on killing children insane. If you feel the need to say, why do I have to choose either? Please stop watching this episode. I do not want to hear from you. It's called a, a forced choice. Thank you. I already hear them in my ear. I know, I know. I don't have to choose either. We, um... Ron Paul! Well, AOC is way better at directing her crazy... To like capitalism, I think she's more manipulative than crazy, but she's or still neurotic, crazy. Yeah, I but think. she's like more like in a neurotic, you know, right. whatever kind of way. Yeah, she's good at directing it outwards. Whereas the video that went viral this pack past week was Marjorie Taylor Greene, and she was standing at AOC's door, yelling at her and telling her, you know, she needed to come out. Alexandria, if you want to be a big girl, you need to get rid of your diaper and come out and be able to talk to the American citizens. Instead of us having to use a flap, a little flap. She loomered her. <laughs> yeah, she loomered. <laughs> Hashtag loomered, yeah. Hashtag the most loomered. censored woman in the internet. I mean, these people are children. It's like high school in Congress, but they're just exposing it for what it is. Right. We have another sponsor this week. We do. Hey guys, Michael Malice here. I want to tell you about this week's sponsor, which is Sheath Underwear. Now, Sheath Underwear is something that is near and dear to my genitals. You can see it right here. <laughs> the thing about Sheath, is, which is unique, it has the dual pouch technology with one part for one part of your male anatomy, another part for your other part of your nail anatomy. First time you wear them, you're like, what is this? And then they will become the most comfortable underwear you ever own. And I did not know I was going to come here and I'm wearing them so you know I'm telling the truth. They have a girl's line, which I don't know what's going on, what's going and where. But if you use the code DUMPSTER, you get 20% off. Uh, I'm not going to even give you my promo code. <laughs> I, nice I swear <laughs> by this underwear, they are awesome. And they will be the most comfortable box briefs you ever wear. And here's why you can feel good about supporting the underwear that supports you. It's made by a fan of the show who supports people like Bridget, supports people like me, Luis J. Gomez, uh, and they're the real deal. And I think when you have small independent creators making something special and you have a product you like, everybody wins. So that's sheathunderwear.com, promo code DUMPSTER. And you could get into my pants, which apparently is not exactly a seller's market. (laughs) We're going to do an RIP. Oh, who died? All those girls in Kabul. What girls in Kabul? Exactly. That's why we're talking about it. <laughs> but I held the sign that said, bring back our girls. <laughs> no, they got bombed. Those were oh the other God. girls. By who, Americans? No, it was, no. Uh, for going it was to school. in Afghanistan okay. for going to school. Well, Afghanistan wasn't, as, like, if, I, there, I saw a meme, which they're, a.k.a. the Holy Scriptures, <laughs> and it was, like, a picture of Afghanistan in, like, the 60s, and they're all, like, all bougie and, like, in, in, in little skirts oh, yeah. and like everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Iran was before the Shah in 79. Mm-hmm. They were, uh, Andy Warhol used to go there. You know, that's mm-hmm. how Western they were. So this, I, I mean, this kind of stuff I find, wait, they were bombed specifically because- they, Because they were at school. 83 kids, I think, at the time Mostly of girls and women, yeah. Mostly girls and women, 11 to 15 years old. We never hear about this because we're too busy talking about freaking something dumb like Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> and here's how badass the girls were, because they also went back to school the next day. In America, they'd be like, I'm traumatized forever. I can't ever go back and step foot there. And they didn't even know if some of their classmates were alive or dead. And they were like, we're going back to school because we they're not going to try and take our light and stop. I get emotional and stop us from learning. Um, oh, so God, this is very disturbing. I know it's very upsetting, but I wanted to give them attention and RIP and also to Ali Raza Monfared. He's 20 years old. 
he was beheaded by his oh, half-brother God. and his cousins for being gay in Iran. And so we have it so good, America. Think, this is my point. Do you know what they do to gay men in Iran? Tehran is the world uh, sex change capital. Because if you're a gay man, like you're either going to get killed or they're like, or you could just say you're a woman and they will put you through the whole treatment and mm-hmm. basically force you to identify as transgender to get through it. And gay men had to fight for a very long time, decades, to be like, I'm not secretly a woman. I'm not some third gender. I'm fully a guy and I enjoy being with men. I think people in this country and you know being born in the soviet union being mm-hmm. raised in a russian household are completely oblivious to the rest of the world yeah mm-hmm. and they think it's basically like rick santorum yeah. it's like oh they're religious and, and backwards in other parts of the country like they're just like george w bush mm-hmm. well george w bush is a hero now but whoever the villain is at the moment and it's this is so this and also this is also a lesson to every single other girl in Afghanistan. It's like, you sure you want to go to school tomorrow? Because there's plenty of us and there's plenty of your schools. That's plenty of targets. Yeah. And they still refuse to back down. And then in the aftermath of the beheading, all these LGBTQI plus allies, they walked through Iran with a um, like a the fra- rainbow, the rainbow flag, flag. Mm-hmm. and sent the videos to this activist and... They just had their backs, but even that is just such an act of bravery. This whole week, I've just been saying Americans need gratitude and perspective because we they're constantly running around like we're oppressed. We don't get to say anything. We don't have free speech. I'm like, we have it so good. We have it so good. And I just feel like this is part of the danger is, you know, I was talking to Jonathan Haidt and he was saying that young people are more depressed and anxious than ever before. And I'm not knocking anyone who suffers from depression, mental health, anxiety, but Part of that, I don't understand. It's because they're being taught that they don't have it as good. You no, know, there's. I, I, I think Camille Polly also hit the nail on the head when she said that our contemporary university systems institutionalized neurosis. Yeah. So basically, you're sent to school and you're basically whipped up and given kind of uh, bad <laughs> mental health lessons and are taught that if you're content, there's something wrong with you and are encouraged to feel like worked up all the time and, and on edge. And it's extremely deleterious both to our future as a culture uh, and the mental health of these young individuals, which is why when Harvard is burned to the ground, we're all going to cheer. <laughs> Sprained my eyes. Gwyneth Paltrow broke down and ate bread during quarantine. What? (laughs) Are those those words? We we thought this would be appropriate coming on the heels of what we just talked about. I don't understand what the (laughs) question The question is, what was your lowest point during quarantine, Michael? (laughs) Oh, my lowest point during the quarantine? There was like a week where I was just like, really under the influence because I couldn't believe early on what was going on. Mm. Um, and also losing my cum gutters was a big yeah. point. That, <laughs> was, that, was, that, that was bad. That was bad. Me. It was bad. It's, I don't want to go back to that place. I don't want to ever go back there. <laughs> I don't like it there. Place. I need to leave there. <laughs> I mean, that's basically Gwyneth Paltrow eating bread. Yeah, but she's never going to be not repulsive. <laughs> she's like, Gwyneth Paltrow is like the cure for heterosexuality. <laughs> All right, then we have dumpster diving. What's next? Do you want to try and do the dumpster dive? Okay. Yes. Have to go. What's next in, in the dumpster? <laughs> okay, I don't want to do that. <laughs> What's next in the dumpster? <laughs> Benifer is a thing again. All right. Yeah, we're back in 2006 or whatever.
I don't care about them. No. It's just weird that they're back. She needs to learn how to be alone, woman. Get some (laughs) self-esteem. And so I do a lot of different affirmations. I am whole. I am good on my own. I love myself. (laughs) Why would you be riding that hot mess express, Ben Affleck, who looks like he's about to frickin' relapse any second of the day? He's just clinging, clinging, like white-knuckling it through life. All right, and then Bill and Melinda Gates are getting divorced. That's because she found out he was a reptile. What's next? <laughs> or they're just, splitting their money. I just loved the meme that was going around with the like. Oh, that was genius. Vaccination meme. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a shortage of Chick-fil-A sauce. This is one of the important things. This is one of the stories that we need covered in America because God forbid there's a Chick-fil-A shortage. And in one of the quotes in the article is how they had to apologize to all their customers. Because they could only give them one sauce instead of two. And then breaking Bridget. Ah! Rachel Maddow is an insane person who has a huge platform. Did you see this? When I was talking to people today about this new guidance and what to ask her, everybody had very personal feelings about it. And I realized I did too And all these questions. Part of it is that I feel like I'm going to have to rewire myself so that when I see somebody out in the world who's not wearing a mask, I don't instantly think you are a threat (laughs) or you are selfish or you are a COVID denier and you definitely haven't been vaccinated. I mean, we're going to have to rewire the way that we look at each other because the CDC's guidance, which she just told me, we are sure, is that if you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask except in very specific circumstances. And so that means as we change that as a country, we are going to look at each other differently and have to unwire our preconceptions about what a mask or a lack of a mask means. What COVID did was it provided uh, the population of uh, highly educated urban uh, leftists with an external reason for their state of being in a constant level of fear and anger and depression and anxiety, because now the calls not come from inside the house. I'm not a mess. (laughs) It's that there's this invisible demon out there. And you can just see that in her face. No, her brain mm-hmm. broke. Yeah. Yeah. Where, and, but she's also, I think, really kind of empathizing and sympathizing with her audience because they are very big on just tell us what to do. Yeah. And when they're getting mixed messages, for example, <laughs> this is a big issue with the Trump, right? They look to the president. If the president is a loon and just you never know what he's going to say next. And even his uh, fans would say this. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And the corporate press saying something else. They don't know which way to turn. And this causes them a lot of agitation. And if you have, on the one hand, you know, if they had their druthers, we'd be in masks from cradle to grave. (laughs) But then the CDC, who they've told us for over a year, like the signs to settle saying something else. It is this kind of cause of severe existential stress it's cognitive and dissonance. Yeah. I mean, you can see her in that moment just realizing this has all been political maneuvering. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. it's got to be crazy to just have that awareness in this interview. And uh, like, imagine coming to this realization in May of 2021 instead of May of 2020 when most of the population came to this realization. I'm sure also people could find the clips after Trayvon was shot and she would probably be talking about how just because someone wears a hoodie doesn't mean that they're a criminal, which is true. But yet last week she would have told you if someone doesn't wear a mask, that person is a potential murderer. So what the CDC concluded this week would have been true last week or the week prior. It's just that they've come to this conclusion right now, but the facts of the situation didn't come become facts simply because of their conclusion. The facts were there the whole time. Yeah, it's weird because she just assumes we, you know, like everyone's walking around the world going, ally threat. 
ally, threat, threat, ally. Just labeling everyone based I, I, on. <laughs> that's why we call it based. That's what based means. Ally, threat, ally, ally, ally. I Hope's a threat. <laughs> she looks very dangerous. She's a monster. I feel like this is your brain on tribalism, though. It's just so I don't understand how you are just coming to the realization. Like those are the only three options. You're either a COVID denier, you're selfish, or you're a threat. Well, That's she, the only option you have. It's very big for her and her and um, the other televangelists in her like uh, <laughs> worldview to force people to think in terms of binaries. Mm-hmm. Because if I want people to vote for my guy. If it's a binary choice, all I have to prove is that their guy is a little bit worse and then the uh, issue is resolved. If it's a binary choice and the choice is racist or not racist or global warming <laughs> or not global warming, right? It's not going to be a hard sell. It does all the work. So she's very big on forcing them to think in terms of yes or no. I just love the panic. Like, how do I know who the good guys are yeah. anymore? Yeah. How can I tell? But also, like, who am I going to feel comfortable yelling at on the street and asserting dominance over? Yeah. This was a big mm-hmm. thing for them. Yeah. It empowered some very weak people to have a reason to assert status over somebody else, which is why the same thing as their big attacks on white supremacy. This is an excuse for lowest status whites to have something to run over somebody else. <laughs> well, this is David Hoggs from California tweet. I feel the need to continue wearing my mask outside, even though I'm fully vaccinated, because the inconvenience of having to wear a mask is more than worth it to have people not think I'm a conservative. Well, he, I mean, <laughs> two things. One is we can all agree at this point the mask is effectively the 2021 version of a dunce cap. Um, <laughs> Uh, and, and I also tweeted this out, and I'm sure you agree. Like at this point, like masks in your profile pic can reasonably be described as cult-like behavior. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. At this point, <sighs> the internet is glorious. Yes, uh, the internet is glorious. Amen. <laughs> Happy Star Wars Day, everyone. Today is also my birthday, and because it's my birthday, I get to introduce you to my girlfriend, who is amazing. Hi, guys. I'm Brittany. <laughs> Everyone, today is also my birthday, and because it's my birthday, I get to introduce you to my girlfriend, who is amazing. Day, everyone, today is also my birthday, and because it's my birthday, I get to introduce you to my girlfriend. Hey, everyone, today is also my birthday, and because it's my birthday, I get to introduce you to my girlfriend. Everyone, today is also my birthday, and because it's my birthday, I get to introduce you to my girlfriend. One today is also my birthday, and because it's my birthday, I get to introduce you to my girlfriend. Everyone, today is also my birthday. Marcus, you don't want to do this. Let her go. My girlfriend. Girlfriend hostage. Police are outside of his home, waiting negotiation terms. Breaking news. Are outside of his home, waiting negotiation terms. Well, guys, that was a fun adventure with Michael Malice, who crashed our show, and we couldn't not have him on the show. That would be the antithesis of dumpster fire. So he has broken our seal, our first guest. Yeah, we've never had a guest It's before. more, who better than the biggest trickster I know? Fantasy news. We had Sarah Rose Siskind and Candace Thompson on the past two weeks of Walk-In's Welcome. Check out Walk-In's Welcome. Please subscribe. It's going places. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> Surely. We're going to make it big, kids. I swear. Fetacy.com. Please join the community. You will get to see the unedited version of this show. And let me tell you, that is worth every penny for the full unedited Michael Malice dumpster fire that just was. 
And you also get access to writing prompts now. We have a whole creative community. We're also doing workouts, me and the ladies. It's basically a whole community. It's amazing. It's um, free of trolls and idiots, and it's the most magical place online. Also, uh, Malice has a community on Locals as well, so... Check out his community, but check out ours first. I'm on Substack, writing, posting letters from the politically homeless. Bridgeofhedesy.com for merch, merch and shirts, sweatshirts, all kinds of things. We have more coming. Like, subscribe, comment, touch my bells and buttons. Help us get to 50,000 on YouTube, please, please. Thank you, patrons and supporters. Thank you, Better Fetacy, for the research. I could not do this without you. Thank you, Zen Pro Audio, for the mic. If you are somebody who likes independent creators, support the people who support independent creators. Zen Pro Audio is one of those people. Go to zenproaudio.com. Thank you, Sheath and One Farm, you bold, brave souls who sponsor us this week. Links are in the description below. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Michael. This has been a joy. Thank you, you thank you. You are welcome. You're welcome, America. (laughs) This has been your dumpster fire for the weeks of May 2nd to May 15th. I'm Bridget Fettesy. Now make me rich.